Here we go. This is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome to Zen Parenting Radio. This is episode number 249. And we're so happy to have you. We are so happy. And we're grooving. And I can't play too much of this, otherwise we'll get sued. I think I can only play 30 seconds, so I'll stop at 29, sweetie. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Rihanna. You think Rihanna wrote that song? No. I don't think so either. So Zen Parenting Radio, why listen to ZPR? Because you'll feel good. You know what? I was just reading that, and I think we need to take it up a notch. You remember about good. Oh, because uh, you'll feel outstanding. There you go. Oh, that's so much better. There's yeah. so many inside jokes going on right now <laughs> that nobody knows. Okay. Why listen to ZPR? Because you'll feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding, Everybody sweetie? wants to feel outstanding. Um, and always remember our motto. The best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's mm-hmm. self-understanding. So first we'll do a few housekeeping notes. Uh, I think the last two Fridays, we haven't had a podcast. Correct. You wrote something on Facebook uh, that some people read, but most probably people probably didn't. Why did we choose not to have a Friday podcast? Well, it wasn't really planned. Uh, I'm sure like many of you, your summers are a little more unpredictable than your year because, you know, kids are in and out and you have different schedules and you're doing all sorts of different things. And Todd and I have... That's definitely our situation. And both in the last two weeks, when we have realized that it's time to do a Friday show, it just hasn't fit our life. Nope. Meaning Todd has either just gotten home from travel or um, we would have to get up at 5 in the morning or we'd have to stay up till 11 at night. And our whole intention of doing this show is just literally, and I'm saying this literally, is joy. We come downstairs. We love doing this show. We love it. And when we recognize, recognized uh, that doing the second show was causing us to go, oh, we have to go work. Yeah. That's when we're like, no more. Right. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to have any more Friday shows. That means that right now in the summer, the way that our summer is, we're going to definitely, we'll always do Tuesday. Yep. We're committed. That's, that's, in, that's in our cellular makeup. Locked and loaded. It's ingrained. But the Friday is only if mm-hmm. it works with the rest of our life. Once we get back into the school year and the kids are in school all day and we're in a different schedule, Friday will be no problem. That's right. So, um, uh, and this gives our listeners an opportunity to go back in our archives. For goodness sakes, we've got 249 of these shows now. 250 will be a week from today. That's right. That's kind of a momentous number. It is. We'll party it up. Um, And why is your voice a little (laughs) scratchy, sweetie? Do I still sound bad? Um, no, you don't sound bad, but you sound like your your voice box is fatigued. It is very fatigued. So the reason my voice box is fatigued is because this past weekend, uh, Todd and I uh, did a four-day Tony Robbins workshop called Unleash the Power Within. Did you unleash the power within, sweetie? Uh, a few times. <laughs> yes, just a few times. Just a few times. So um, the reason that we did this, Tony Robbins, I'll say why I did, mm-hmm. and then you say why you did. Number one, because I love to to learn from new teachers and I love live events right. because I love to read books and podcasts and everything, but there's something very different about a live event because yeah. it takes you out of your regular life. Kind of like conference with people we love, sweetie. Yes. Anybody who's on the fence about that, I would highly recommend going to conference with, for, with people we love. But um, I really love live events and I saw... I've known Tony Robbins forever, yeah. as have you, meaning that he's been a teacher for about 35 years. Sure. Um, but I saw last year in Oprah where Oprah went to his Unleash the Power Within mm-hmm. um, workshop. Yep. And is, does he call it a workshop? That seems so uh, like... Four-day workshop. I think yeah. he calls it okay. a workshop. Um, and, and this sh- is the shortest workshop he does. It's four days... And full he, days. Full day. Like eight to Thursday. No, Thursday started late. It started at noon and we got home at like three. Two, yeah. two or three. Yeah. At two o'clock. In the morning. Oh my gosh. And then <laughs> Friday was first thing in the morning, like eight o'clock, and that went to like eleven PM. Correct. And then Saturday was another full day. And then Sunday, I actually did some self-care and spent some time with my dad. As did I. And you did some self-care. Sunday, so we actually only did three we of the did four. did the three of the four. So um but anyway, I saw Oprah. Uh, go do this mm-hmm. conference. And that was, I'm not saying I did it because Oprah did it. I'm saying because that was the first time I saw inside of what the conference is. Yes. Where it was different than anything I'd ever seen. Yes. Including yep. walking on fire. Walking on fire, people going crazy, clapping, hugging. It was just unbelievable. And Todd uh, got, you go ahead and say about the book. 
Oh, Money Master the Game. Uh, I don't know. Somehow he got my email address and he sent me this email and probably to millions of other people. And I love reading about personal financial management. And through reading it, it was by far the best financial management book I had ever read. And this was, you guys, just so you know, listeners, when Todd was doing his like money minute where he would give you a kind of a little money lecture and I'd zone out, that was all from Tony Robbins' book. Yes, it was. And uh, I usually don't read books. I usually listen to books and it takes a while. But I read this one and it was 700 flipping pages. And I don't read that much. So it gives you an indication of how engaging this book was. So I fell in love with the way he teaches and the way he gives back. I mean, above anything else, the man just through this weekend in Chicago, he donated enough. He he donated X amount of dollars to feed half a million families in the Chicagoland area as a result of the people showing up at this workshop. So basically he charged us money and he gave a portion of that money back to feed a half a million people for just as a result of this one weekend. In our city. So Todd had that book. I had the whole idea of loving conferences and and seeing this Oprah show. And so we said to each other one day, not too long ago, six months ago, 10 months ago, let's put Tony Robbins on our bucket list. Yeah. And the reason it was on our bucket list and not any not an immediate thing is it's expensive. Yes. I mean, we're being straight up with you guys. Yeah. It's expensive. And it's also a huge commitment. Four days? Who's got four me? days? We, we, who, we, we don't have four minutes, much less four hours. And so we were kind of like bucket list. And then Todd got a thing in the mail, what, two days later? Yeah. And it said he's coming to Schaumburg, which is 20 minutes away. And, you know, if it was somewhere where we had to fly, we it, wouldn't have done we it. We wouldn't have done it. We, we probably could have made it happen, but it was just too convenient for us. Like, oh my God, it's 20 minutes away. And the fact that we had just put it on our bucket list, I'm like, you know, it's- Universe is talking go. to us. Here you go. You asked for this. You got it. So we not only did we say, okay, and we paid immediately, yep. which was uh, difficult. Well, we'll say it was, I think, $750 a piece. A piece, yeah. Yeah, it was about 1500 yeah, bucks, Right. Which is a ton of money. A ton of money. And we, even after paying, we kind of looked at each other like, how are we going to get childcare for four days? But we, we didn't even, no. we just let it alone. Yeah. And, and then as the weeks and as we got closer into the summer, we figured it out because you can always figure it out. Yep. And make um, the commitment. Make the commitment. And I have to tell this story that, so Todd and I, one of the differences between he and I, is that Todd travels for work, as you guys know, and he just is one of those guys who takes a backpack, gets to the airport on time, mm-hmm. you know, gets through security and jumps on a plane. Yeah, I, I have ingrained in me from my family, you get to the airport two hours early, yeah. you hang out, you eat. Yes, you're there ahead of everybody else, but why wouldn't you be? Right. So as we're going to this conference on the first day, on the Thursday, I, was, I, I wasn't really pushy about it, but I was like, shouldn't we go earlier? And Todd's like, no, let's have lunch. Let's hang out. So he's like, let's just show up right before it starts. Yeah. So we pull into the parking lot, no parking. Yeah. Parking lot is closed. And it's 30 minutes before it starts. Yeah. So then we figure all that out. I don't want to bore you with the details, but we finally get in line and that takes forever. Yeah. So we're kind of like, oh my gosh, this is taking forever. It's so long. We finally get in there. And the thing I kept saying to Todd is all I know is I want to sit by you Mm -hmm. because we're going to have this huge experience and I don't want to be separated. Yeah. And he's like, oh, don't worry. We'll find a seat. We get in there, zero seats. Yeah, it's full. <laughs> so we were like, oh, so I was so annoyed. And I wasn't really annoyed at you. I really just the wasn't. situation. Just the situation. But I will take some responsibility, some accountability for well, that. Well, I could tell you felt bad because you were like going over to the guys. I totally felt bad. But here's the best part, you guys. We stayed in a zone mm-hmm. of at least we're here. I actually said to Todd, I'll sit on the floor. I, I'm fine. For it's the like, next 14 hours. For the next 14. But I didn't understand right. that. So here's the best part. We stayed cool. And this guy came over to us and he said, one. And I said, no, there's two of us. And he said, okay, come here. He brought us all the way to the front, the front of the room where people pay like Twice thousands as much money. of dollars. Right. And we were in the second row. Second row. And it was amazing. It worked out. So it's one of those things where sometimes- Let go and let God. Let go and let God. Yeah. yeah it's uh, And we looked at each other like- and for the first day, there was no better place to be. No. And and we got to be close to him. He and... was right in front of us. Oh, yeah. I mean, he looked at me. He looked and, at... and me. We, we made eye contact. I kept saying, he's looking at me. Not so, me. yeah, I got it. safe to say I got a man crush on Tony Robbins. And everybody's like, well, who is this guy? Or why do you like him so much? It's You, you can't explain you can't why. You just it. need uh-huh. to get there. But as part of the four-day workshop, the f- end of the first night... We walked across a bunch of hot coals. We walked on fire. In our bare feet. Yes. 
and you see it. I mean, it's it was, and you know, he coaches you on how to do it. I mean, it's a pretty long process. I would say that the whole first day, because JC, I was showing JC last night some clips of people walking across the fire, and she said, "I want to do that." And mm-hmm. I said, "Well, I'd love to take you." And she said, "But I don't want to do the whole conference. I just want to walk on the fire." Yeah. The thing you don't understand is that whole first day, he's getting you in the zone to, to do, do it. it. Yeah. And he even says he embeds words. Yep. Like there's there's a thing going when I say embeds words. That means even when he's talking to us, he's doing some like, it's not hypnosis in its he's most- He's putting you in a mindset. But he's putting you in a mindset of you got this, you got this, and you have to move your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't worked, going back to my voice, mm-hmm. I haven't worked so hard body-wise and voice-wise mm-hmm. since, yeah. when have we ever done that? It was the most intense. And I've gone to a lot of long weekends. Me too. I, Mankind Project last year was- Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, those are long days and long right. nights, but this was even more. Yes. So, um, but yeah, we walked on fire and people are like, well, how come you didn't have to go to the hospital? <laughs> and I guess I don't really know how to answer that. You didn't feel anything. I felt nothing. There's about eight steps. And then you go into this, you know, it's like basically people with a hose hosing your feet off yes. the second that because you're done. When you, once you get across the fire, a lot of people carry the coals on their feet. Right. So if you don't get those, because let me just back up. Before you walk, you get into what Tony Robbins calls a state where you are so clear. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I don't mean like a a mystical state, even though there's some mysticism in it. You are so clear that you can do this, that the fear is gone. So when you walk across and so, but when you get to the end, when you're done, you kind of fall out of state. Yeah. And so a lot of people, if they carry a coal with them, mm-hmm. then that's when they burn. Right. So I, you were such in a, in a state that you didn't feel anything. Uh-uh. And it's about eight steps. Uh-huh. And you see the hot coals. You and sure they re-put <laughs> them re-put on coals, huh? after there's too many people that stepped on them. They, they re-energize the hot coals. He'll get on the microphone and he'll say, more coals. Yeah. So, and then I think on the sixth or seventh step, I felt my foot burn. All really freaking no, hot. hot. That's what you said. I mean, didn't it didn't burn. burn because I didn't blister, but so it's not like a joke. Like it's not like pretend stuff. No. It actually happens. And I don't know. And that was what propelled you throughout the entire weekend. Like, oh, if I can walk on fire, I can do anything. Well, and that, and I will say this, even on Thursday, I was pretty tired um, about six or seven hours in. Mm-hmm. Like at about 11 PM, Todd and I looked at each other like, oh my God, like yeah. we are so, but he then started to say, okay, now we're really getting into how to do this firewalk. And I was like, I'm not leaving this room yeah. because I am going to do, th- not only am I going to do this, but I'm not, I'm going to take every tool he gives me. Yes. There was no way I was leaving that room. Yeah. So, and like Todd said, this is the real thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, he does these all the time yeah. and, you know, millions of people have walked across these coals and people will say, well, that's impossible. I'd be too scared. You guys... I was not scared, mm-hmm. and I am someone who has a history well, of fear. Yeah, your first reaction many times is fear, even if it's irrational fear. Even if it's irrational. And, and when I say I have a history of it, I don't claim that anymore mm-hmm. for myself, and I haven't for years. I'm just very aware that sometimes my body reaction to well, things. What's interesting about this is this would have been a rational fear. Yeah. This is you walking on yeah. fire yeah. and you got in a state where you did it anyways. Oh, I did. And not only that, but I went before Todd. Yeah. I was like, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm there. I, I was thrilled. And just the group of people, who, this is what I'm going to do, you guys, for those of you who are on the Facebook page. Um, along with the show on the Facebook page, I will post the four-minute clip of Oprah doing mm-hmm. it so you can see exactly what we experienced because it's identical. Yeah. Um, she's a re- really afraid before she starts, which we were not. No. We were more in a like a really yeah. in a zone. Yeah. Like she's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. We didn't do that. Yeah. And not because we're better than her, but because I didn't feel like that was in my best interest. Yeah. I didn't want to get out of the You're mindset. more likely to fail if you yes. are not just like everything else we learned this week. Right. And I think she was more doing it for TV. And, yeah. You know, my point is, is we'll show you what it was. And um, like Todd said, once you do that, um, there's not many things that you, you realize you can do anything. Well, what's interesting is as awesome as it was, because that's the most fun thing to talk about. That's not what I most got out of the weekend. It's no. all the other stuff. Absolutely. That is a, I would and I think Tony would say this too, that is to prep you Mm -hmm. for learning. Yeah. So if anybody is, you know, we were not getting anything out of this. Tony's not a partner of ours. It's just, we happen to be a patron (laughs) of what he is, has, has to offer. So if you want to learn from the best, 
He's your guy. And we already, Todd and I made a, uh, a pact that one, he does another thing that he loves called Date with Destiny. Mm-hmm. And it's, he said, it's my favorite thing to teach. And it's a seven day. Mm-hmm. And Todd and I have already put it on our bucket list. Not for this year. Yeah. Um, we're not, you know, going to run there. Yeah. But when it comes we're gonna available, it. we're going to do it. Yeah. And um, in seven days, how are we going to get anyone to watch kids? I, don't I have know. no idea. <laughs> but what we learned this weekend is if you, there's a will, there's a there's way. There's anything's possible. So I want to talk about our first partner, and that's Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Um, that's Dr. Kelly. Man, I need to get over there. I think I've missed. Tomorrow. We're going tomorrow because I have the same. You've missed the last two or three weeks. Yes. So I, um, Dr. Kelly, 630-941-8733. She has her uh, certification in pediatric chiropractic. So if you want to bring your kids along, she's amazing with kids. And the website is chirotree.com. So um, anything else about, I wanted to start with Jeff Foster and my learning about uh, him, but we started with Tony Robbins. So is there anything else that you wanted to share with the listeners regarding uh, Tony Robbins or do you think? Um, Well, yes, but I I feel like like you're going in a different direction. Where do you begin? Well, why don't you just go ahead and you got some notes. Well, I just brought my book from the weekend. I mean, it's full. Yeah, like Like I wrote so much this weekend, but the one thing that... um, I wanted to talk about real, and this can be fairly brief, is something that's really important as far as when you listen to this show and when you read books or go to your own kind of workshops, is that there's something that he talked about with uh, cognitive mastery and the whole idea of theory. And the the idea that I know a lot of you listen to this show, and, and if you listen, you probably agree with a lot of things that we say, um, but you'll say, yeah, I know I should do that. Yeah, I know that's important. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of times people will stop me right, and say, Kathy, I need help with this, or what do you think about this? And I'll say, well, it just sounds like you need quiet time, or maybe you need to do this, or the, I'll throw something out there. And they'll say, yeah, I know I need to do that, but what But what else? Yeah. And the the whole idea of cognitive mastery is you may have knowledge, but if you are not in using that knowledge, it doesn't mean anything, no. you guys. And the most annoying thing is when you have knowledge and you go tell everybody else how to use it. Yeah. You're not walking the walk. You are so not walking the walk. And one thing that I wrote down like 10 times that he kept saying to us, uh, you know, because we're all from different walks of life, different countries, different jobs. 100 different countries in that room. Yes. It was – talk about a diverse group. Yeah. I mean in every – that's another thing that was so amazing is yeah. we were all so different is that if you teach, don't teach people theory. Mm-hmm. Teach people how to live. And I looked at Todd after he said it the first time, and I said, that is why I love what we do, because you and I are forced by what we do to practice what we preach. Not perfectly. You guys hear all the time about the challenges that we have. Oh, yeah. But I can't come on this show and say, hey, do this, do this, or here's the theory, or here's the latest research, and not at least give myself an opportunity right. and make it a part of my own lifestyle first. And I just say that to you because before you start telling everybody else how to live their lives or or saying, yes, I have this knowledge, therefore I got it, practice. And he, you know, he calls that emotional mastery and physical mastery is really bringing it into your body mm-hmm. and your, you know, and, you know, like I'll just give one more example and then I'll move on to Todd. He talks a lot about relationships and how, you know, how people say, my relationship, it's lost its spark. You know, why is it lost its spark? Why, why is it falling apart? And he said, if you do, do what you used to do in your relationship when you first got together, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be having a problem. Yeah. And people will say, but it's not like that anymore. It's not, you know. Things get things stale. Things get stale. Things are different. But if you go back and do emotional and physical mastery of what you used to do, which is be appreciative, be excited about being in love, give without thinking that everything is a tit for tat. Right. If you do that, everything changes. So you can carry the knowledge in your head or you can actually practice something new. And um, that I, I feel like almost saying that makes it sound so general because he goes so much deeper than that. Yeah. Um, but that's really Todd, my goal on this show. And I'm saying this to you is I don't want to teach theory. I want to share research, right? but I want to, I want to do it. Well, I think, and <clears throat> how do you do that from a microphone to a pair of headphones or, you know, your computer? Like 
obviously we're just talking here, but I think what you're saying is when we're talking, we need to be talking about things that we're actually living. We're living, or if we aren't living, here's why we're not. Like, here's our struggles with it. Do you guys struggle with this too? Or here's something we're willing to try, or here's something that didn't work, or here's something that changed my life versus, hey, everybody, here's the new research. Mm -hmm. And then not living it, and I I empower Mm -hmm. those who listen to do the same. It's so great to listen to a show and read a book or whatever, but are you doing it? Yeah. And, you know, we always say walk in the talk, but I just kind of felt like that whole, I liked that he said there's cognitive mastery. Mm-hmm. That's one thing, but that's a very surfacey level. And you and I are really good at that. Like we love reading books sure. and we love We're going. cognitive masters. Yeah. And I would say that we are, but I don't know if I'm practicing as much as what I've learned. Well, and you know, this, the, what I've learned is how there are certain things that we have integrated so deeply into our daily experience Mm -hmm. that we don't even think about anymore. Going to yoga, um, you know, being with the kids, putting relationships first, blah, blah, blah. Things that some people may have challenges with, but we're like, oh, that's easy. Taking it to the next step, which is what are the other things that you're not looking at? And everybody, you know, I have stuff, you got Mm -hmm. stuff. And then trying to, not try, wrong word, and making that habitual too. Instead of saying, well, I'm already doing this. The definition of the reason why Todd started the show by saying, you'll feel good. And I said, actually feel outstanding. Is he said, so many of us are ready to settle for good. Yeah, We're like, oh, well, it's good enough. Mm -hmm. And what he was saying was... um, if you learn from somebody good, that you, if something about your standards, you, you won't become good. You'll actually be one level below that. He said in today's day and age, because of the things that are moving and changing so fast, mm-hmm. that people who used to have poor standards, they mm-hmm. would expect poor rewards. Mm-hmm. Now they get zero rewards. Yeah. People who had good standards would expect poor rewards, but now, or expect good rewards, but now they get poor, poor rewards. rewards right. So everything is kind of taken up a notch. Right. And so if we want to have a really fantastic life, we have to shoot for outstanding. Yeah. And that doesn't even here's the thing, everyone's going, "Oh, that exhausts me." It doesn't necessarily mean you mean you need to quote unquote work mm-hmm. harder. Right. It just means you need to notice yourself. Mm-hmm. Where are your standards low yeah. on yourself? Yeah. When you say, you know, like the thing we talked about on the show, like, well, I had one donut. I might as well have a whole box. Why? Yeah. You had the one donut. Let it go. Right. Enjoy the donut and then don't have the whole box. That's a low standard for yourself. That's saying, you know, I don't care. Like right. I, I'm throwing it all away. And and then if you have the whole box, then have it. But then the next day, wake up and say today mm-hmm. or in the next moment. Yeah. It's just a self-love thing, Todd. It's everything we talk about on the show. It's self-love. It's noticing yourself. It's not saying, well, at least I'm better than these reality show people. It's what do you want? Mm -hmm. Can I read a few quotes from the weekend and just have you react to it? Mm -hmm. Because I think we're going to do the Jeff Foster thing next week because I want to get to a listener's question too. Okay. Okay. So let's just stay Antonio Robbins for the show. Okay. Um, Why is come first? How is come second? Why? Absolutely. So why? That's W-H-Y's, they come first, and how's come second. Kind of like when we decided to do this weekend or anything that you're kind of scared to do, you have to know why you're doing it. Why are you spending all this money going to a four-day workshop? The reason I wanted to do it was to you know, continue to engage in self-development work, which I knew I would. We're having a conference in March of next year. And so I wanna, we're trying to get input. I want to yeah. learn from the expert, and he's one of them, if yeah. not the best. Um, so I knew why. Did we have the house figured out? Did we know exactly where this money was coming from? Well, we figured it out afterwards. Do we know who was going to take care of our kids? No, we figured that out afterwards. If you know the why and, and put this in your own life, like what's going on in your own life that you're struggling to make a decision with. And if you can figure out why you're doing it, then you decide and the how, because usually it's the how's come first. Like how in the heck am I going to take four days off? And we, in our own mind, try and figure it all out when it's not all coming from our own mind. And it's not there yet. We're worrying about something that if where there's a will, there's a way. And if, if you know why, if you, whatever it's, you want to lose weight or if you want to improve your relationship with your loved one, you got to figure out why you're doing that. And if you can have clarity on that, why you'll figure it out how to get there. I actually have a quote above my uh, my desk, and it's taped on the uh, rail. Mm-hmm. And it says, um, 
I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it verbatim, but it's basically this. Um, if you have a dream, Kathy, it's from the you know the universe emails. Mm-hmm. You get those still? No, I don't. Well, you know, you get an email from the universe every day. It's very cool. And it's and so it uses your name. That's yeah. why it has my name. It says, if you have a dream, Kathy, run with it and forget the cursed house. Mm-hmm. And basically what that means to me is when something comes up and it's really big and it's something I want that I say, okay, I'm going to do this. And then the hows fall into place later. And that can be very small. That can be some, you know, and it can also be very large, like the conference. We don't know. You know, we've never put on a conference before, but let me tell you something, you guys. We've been now doing this for three or four months. It's been coming together beautifully. Beautifully. I don't mean perfectly. I mean beautifully. Yeah. Like where And if we would have thought about everything that we have to do before deciding. Because, you know, you have another thing and you got a lot of quotes around, sweetie. Leap and the net will appear. Yes. You leapt. Yeah. And we didn't have any clue if anybody was going to sign up for it. We didn't know if we were going to get anybody to partner with us. Yes. We didn't know. We didn't know if we can get any of the speakers to come. But you decided with my fear and reservations about money worries, you're like, we're doing this. Right. And I trusted you and I trusted the process and I trusted the universe. And, you know, there's still so much work to do, but it has come together beautifully. If we would have start, started with the hows, how are we going to do this? How are we going to, even the, this podcast, like we didn't even know what we were getting into when we decided totally. to do this podcast. You just do it. We didn't know how it worked. We didn't know if we do it out of our computer, if we had to go to a studio, we didn't know any of that stuff. We just said yes. We just said yes. And there's plenty of examples that I could give to you where I question myself of the why and I get stunted and I don't. Mm. I'm giving you the examples that where we actually did it. Yeah, so let's this focus is, on what we do. This do, isn't right? to say that we do this every single time, but the times that we've done to, decided to do it this way, it's worked out really well. Well, and I have a great memory of Todd was a little nervous about the money and, and it was so far away that we kept saying to ourselves, we're not going to know if people are going to buy tickets until it gets so close and that's so nerve-wracking. And you and I um, decided that we were going to go on a date that night and ha- we, were, we were going to see Kathy Richardson. Yes. Who happens to be now singing, singing at, at the conference. conference. But I remember that day, not only were we going to see Kathy, who is now our musical guest, but I got an email from this organization called Emerging Women, which is my favorite conference of the year. I'm going in October in San Francisco. And she happened to explain how she started Emerging Women through Kickstarter. Yeah. And that night, you and I were sitting at a table watching Kathy, and I said to you, have you ever heard of Kickstarter? Mm-hmm. Because this is what my – she's not really my mentor. She's my – I've been kind of following her lead, but I don't know her very very well. Right. What would I call it? She's like a teacher, yeah. a role model. Yeah. She used Kickstarter, and then you and I talked about it, and we said, let's do it. Right, and Emerging Women is this big-time, huge conference yeah. where Alanis Morissette goes. Yeah, and all these- Brene Brown is Brene- there every year. Right, so it's a really big deal. And she started – and so once Todd and I were like, yeah, let's use Kickstarter – that started this whole new thing. We now have 80 people and it's nine months, it's eight months away. Yeah. 80 people coming to the conference. We have these amazing speakers. We have amazing vendors and we have amazing sponsors and we've already made new friends. Mm-hmm. Like part of our our why was we wanted to get to know even more amazing people who are doing really big things in the world. We wanted to align ourselves and surround ourselves. Well, and we have certain, I mean, we have a lot of listeners out there and we're just so grateful for them. And some of them seems like they've been here since the beginning or, or jumped on board a few years ago and they do all the retreats and they're always engaging with us in Facebook. And I want to meet these people. I don't, <laughs> I I don't want to have a Me Facebook too. relationship with them. Me so too. I'm looking forward to meeting some of these people who think that we're so great because we're just like you guys. We're getting headaches and struggling and doing all this <laughs> other things. But I, I, I want to, I think there's an energy that comes from being with the people that you identify yourself with. Well, and I'll tell you, um, and so on that note, Friday night, for those of you who are coming in or planning to buy your ticket, um, Friday night is Todd and I. And it's we're going to be talking about some big things. We're going to be doing question and answer. Hopefully it's very, and when I say interactive, meaning we're going to, if you guys have questions or if you want to have a discussion, that's what we want to do. We may have some special guests that night, but really for the most part, we wanted to make that night for the listeners where it's just us. Um, And then Saturday is the full conference where it's our speakers. So I say that, and you know, Todd said we're just like you, and and he's completely right. But I'll say what shifted for me this weekend is that a lot of times uh, in the past, I'm very self depreciating to make sure that people understand I'm just like them. And while I am, I am also very certain 
about the things that I talk about. Mm -hmm. And so I'm no longer going to pull back about the things that I believe in in an effort to make sure that everybody thinks I'm normal. You don't want to dim your light. I don't. I, and, I, and I've been practicing, you know, I wrote about that in my first book. I mean, this is a ongoing, I hope when I'm like 70 years old, I'm like, yep, still yep. working on it. And I'm even better than I was at 44. Well, and you know, there's plenty of things that you and I are not good at. At one of the activities that we did this weekend is that there's this wheel of life that Tony has you fill out. And one is relationships, one is spirituality, one is career, one is physical. Yep. And you and I both, you know, and it's kind of a, uh, you rate yourself. Yeah. Like, are you good at this or are you, or is this something that you're challenged by? And it just so happened that you and I are the category that we felt that we were the strongest at our relationships. Yeah. And that's the truth. Yeah. Not to say that we don't struggle with relationships, but we feel, I mean, that's all this podcast is about. Well, and here's the difference between struggle. Of course, crap happens because we're human beings. But I don't struggle to take initiative to to do something about it. Yeah. A lot of people would say, crap happens, and then I get stuck, and then I don't know what to do, and then I don't know who to trust. That doesn't happen to me. Yeah. Things happen because I'm not in control of the world. Yeah. But when they happen, I know emotionally exactly what to do. I don't mean I know what to say all the time. I just know what's most important in my life is taking care of myself, being with my husband, taking care of my children being with my friends, my my parents, my sister, your family. This is my life. Right. Everything else, my work that I adore, all those other things, you know, those are a part of self-care too, but those I'm very clear yeah. about what comes first for me. And so I don't struggle, but I do but life happens to me. Yeah. That's do you see the difference there? Right. Well, and, you know, we you know, I, I really hope I get a chance to talk about this uh, book that I read a few weeks ago by Jeff Foster because it's all about that. Like a lot of times we just don't want things to we, – we want everything to go according to our plan. Ha, ha, ha. Right, which is a joke. Yeah. And um, one thing I've kind of learned through reading this this other book that I hope to share with you next week is that everything that happens to you, even like the really, really sad things, I used to like – resist against that. Like, I don't want that to be happening to me. And what I have come to understand is that when these feelings of frustration or anger or jealousy or resentment or sadness comes up, it is something that is meant to be. And, and it's not that I have to get through it or I have to struggle through it. It is meant to be because it came up Mm -hmm. and I don't want to, like, I used to identify all those feelings as ego. Interesting. Jealousy. That's my ego. No, that's part of who I am. Yeah. I'm a jealous human being. I'm also a joy-filled human being. I'm also a um, thoughtful and caring human being, but I am also a jealous human being. And because the minute I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm being jealous and I, then I beat myself up. And then when I do that, I, it gives it energy and it sustains it instead of just acknowledging the fact that I'm jealous sometimes right? and I'm anger filled sometimes. And isn't that interesting? Like I, I feel like Todd, you know, I'm such a, an external processor that I feel like Todd, if he's around, he hears everything I'm thinking. Um, and sometimes that's my thought is if I, if someone's doing something really amazing and it makes me envious or jealous, I, that's kind of what I'll say to Todd is, wow, that really bothers me. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. I find that to be very telling. Right. Not that I'm a bad person, but that that feeling is showing me something. Yeah. Like what what is it about what they're doing that I feel I'm not doing? Or what is it that I think I need or want or desire? And it's not always even rational. Yeah. Meaning maybe it's something old where I go, oh, wait, I don't really want that anymore. My point is, is that if we deny those feelings... That's another way of not understanding yourself. Yeah. And in, in, if you feel jealous in the moment, it's a moment, yeah. you know? It's not going to sustain. Nothing sustains. Nothing. The only thing that sustains is love, sweetie. I know. And I love you. I love you. Um, all right. So our second partner is uh, Dr. John Kelly, ChicagoDentistOnline.com. He does comprehensive dentistry. What he does for our family, actually, is he straightens their teeth, but he does it with an emphasis of airway and facial development, which is not something that many orthodontists do. But he also does teeth cleaning and all that other regular stuff. And He's so good to our whole kids. Bunch of, he's just one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet. So anyways, uh, chicagodentistonline.com. Uh, check him out, Dr. John Kelly. Um, you ready for my next quote, sweetie? Sure. Um, Personal development is rehearsing who you want to become. Fair enough, right? Wonderful. 
um, repetition is the mother of skill. Absolutely. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's the only way. You don't just wake up one day and become great at something. Mm -hmm. You have to do it over and over and over again. Do you want to know what I do over and over and over again that people might think is crazy? What? Vision boards and I cut out quotes and I cut out pictures. Guess what those things have done for me? I decided to have a third baby because of a vision board. Yeah. And you want to know what I did? And when I say because of a vision board, obviously it was beyond the vision board. I'm not saying the vision board makes it happen. I do all the hard work. Yeah. But what I did is I put, I was afraid. And so I put all these pictures of babies mm-hmm. and all these quotes about how how wonderful like having a baby is and how great it was, how my body knows what to do and how all these wonderful things. And I had it on a board in my room and I looked at it every day Mm -hmm. because I knew it inside, but all the surface level stuff was fear. And then I did all this work. I was working with a coach. I was working with you. You know, I did the hard work, but those are always my first steps. And I do that. I'm doing that with the conference. I have my vision board in my bedroom next to my meditation place. And what I'm saying is that is a piece of repetition Mm -hmm. for me. When I'm struggling with something, I find words and words help me practice. And for you guys, it might be movement. For Todd, it might be, what is it for you? What's your, I know you have literal physical repetition, but what's another thing that you do? Uh, over and over and over again? Yeah. Well, how do you, if I'm doing vision boards and stuff, what do you do to start that process? I don't know. I, I First, it starts in my head. I got to be honest with you, my brain. And then it filters down into my heart. But, you know, I, movement is always a big thing for me. Like, So you think about it all the time is what you're saying. I think about it, but sometimes thinking isn't always the best. And then I have to move to kind of dissipated a little bit. You're, you're just practicing cognitive mastery yes. sometimes and not, and the, the other thing that you, you know, you and I do this well, we talk it through mm. and it's not like it's a problem, but if there's something we really want, here's how we're going to do it. Yeah. Here, like another one I'm thinking of is when I decided to talk about a crazy one, when I came to town and said, I want to be a yoga teacher. Yeah. And he's my like, cogn- why? My cognitive, uh, reasoning didn't quite follow that. So let me tell this story. Okay. You wanted to be a yoga teacher and it was a lot of money. You remember how much? It was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. <laughs> Huge investment of time. A year. Like Saturday was all day. Yeah. Like for and a then like year. four hours on Wednesdays or whatever. So you did it. And I don't know if you had, you might have to help me with the timeline, but once that was done, or maybe it was even before you even said, I don't know if I want to be a yoga teacher, mm-hmm. but I want to learn to be a yoga teacher, yoga teacher. Uh-huh. I'm like, that makes no sense. I know. Why do you not? The only way you would ever want to take these classes and take all this time up is to learn how to teach yoga and make money and get your return on investment and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, no, I don't want to. And <laughs> and I, I surrendered and you went ahead and you did some teaching, but you don't really teach yoga. Not anymore. I used to. I taught for about a year and a half. That was a hard pill for me to swallow. Yeah. Like we just spent all this money and... And here's what, you know, for those of you who are like, well, then why did you do it? I have never regretted that decision no. a day in my life. Not only was the uh, experience of becoming a teacher so amazing because I was with other like-minded people who I loved, one of them being Frank. Yeah, I know. I may not yeah. have a men's group. If it, That's, yeah. yeah. So the men's group that I started, I started with a guy named Frank who I, I love and is one of my best friends. Um, I met Frank because Kathy was in the same class. Teacher, at, teacher training. And teacher training. So it's funny, like, it's not always logical. Uh-uh. You maybe it's possible. That could have been the only reason. The only reason yeah. that you went to yoga teacher training is so I can meet a guy named Frank and, and, and lead <laughs> me on this path. Exactly. And I also feel like that was a catalyst that helped me get out of another teaching relationship I was in with someone that was kind of ending and running its course. You needed to learn from somebody else. I needed to learn from somebody else. And I also learned how to breathe. Yeah. And I also learned how to take yoga up a notch for myself. And now I go to class and I have no desire to be that person in the front of the class. But I feel like I have my own practice. And and so sometimes things aren't always logical. And so that's a, that was a why, Mm -hmm. you know, I knew that it was what I was supposed to do it, you know, to be doing. And it was practice for me of becoming, I was rehearsing who I wanted to be. I think we're going to have, um, a yoga class at the conference, aren't we? I think we'll have one in the morning yeah. on Saturday morning. Um, for those of you who are spending the night, uh, we think we definitely have enough, um, people who I think would be interested in a class, yeah. even with the group we have now. Um, so yeah, I think we'll do that again. Those are details. Can I, worked out. Uh, 
say that the Eventbrite, can I at least throw that sure, out sure, there? Sure, 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 go ahead. So I'm not going to read the website address, but I'll include it in the show notes. No, it's on the website. I, I put it on oh, it our is. website. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it, on our website, is it, I'm going to If it right you go now. to Zen Parenting Radio, it'll have the uh, zenparentingradio.com. It has the... There it is. It's on the right-hand side. So click mid, it. Midway down. And it's also under events. So if you click on events, it'll take you to Eventbrite. Yep, there it is. So if you're interested, you can register for the conference right now. We are going to have a dedicated website to it. It's just not yet complete, but you can register for it. And we are—we actually had somebody register. Yes, we did just, just the other day. Just recently. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to read this listener's question. Okay. Now, you've never heard this question, no. and it's kind of a long one, so you've okay. got to bear with me, okay? okay? She gives me a lot of background, but we don't have time to share the whole thing. But she, this woman has a daughter who's 19 years old. Okay. So it's a little bit ahead of our schedule because right. our oldest is 12. She wants to go on a 10-day Vipassana meditation. Vipassana. Thank you. In September. It's a, it's a quiet meditation. I'm all in favor of her trying meditation or yoga or something related and think that this will be good for her. I've suggested yoga or mindfulness training for years since she was diagnosed with chronic daily headaches a few years ago after suffering a few concussions, but they've actually been better recently. My concern is that this is a free program and the participants are encouraged to make a donation at the end of the 10 days. So it's quite a 10 days. My first question is, you do you know if this is legit or not? Which obviously we don't. Uh, she's tried to find some information online, but most of it and most of it's positive, which is reassuring. But could be just a sign that all the people are brainwashed, hmm. which is interesting because as a parent, I might go to that place too. Like it's free, it's ten days. This seems weird. That like that when I read that. So. It sounds a little cult-like, she says. There are very strict rules. You turn over all your possessions when you arrive and have no contact with the outside world for the entire time. You wake up at 4 a.m. and are restricted to two meals a day. Do not talk to anyone the entire time except the staff at specific times if you have questions. She said she has done her research and wants to do it. She does have a friend who did it and loved it. That's how she learned about it. Unfortunately, I don't know this family well at all. I could tell... Her, I want to talk to his mom, but I'm not sure it would make me feel better since I don't know her. Last paragraph, okay? Okay. I believe my daughter is very impressionable at this point in her life, and clearly she's trying to find herself, which is fine, but I don't want her to be influenced by a group that sounds very suspicious to me. I did tell her I have reservations, and it sounds a little cult-like. She said I couldn't help myself, but I did not say no. My husband agrees with me, but I don't think he has talked to her about it yet. I think we could tell her our concerns but her initial response was that she wants to make up her own mind we don't have to pay for it she would have to buy a plane ticket but i'm not sure what to do now she's 18 and has money of her own to pay for it any thoughts well i guess the first thing i'm thinking is when i understand why people are uh turned off by something like this it's because there have been people in the world who have um you know offered something and done it not from an authentic place. So I'm I'm not unaware that that's out there. What do they say? Snake oil salesman kind of thing? You they know? didn't say that, but yeah. Right. She didn't. There's plenty but of people I mean, out there that are doing that right now. Right. And I get that. So, But at the same time, I think what the focus is, is that your daughter is looking for something to help her with something she's struggling with. And my big question, which you answered, was does she know anyone personally who has gone? And mm-hmm. she does. Mm-hmm. She knows somebody who, who went... Um, I also think that even though you said I didn't say no, but I told her it sounded cultish, you've already put in her head that you don't approve. And while I understand why you don't, sometimes as parents were like, well, I didn't say no, so therefore she knows I support her. Um, No, she doesn't. Plus she's 18. She's going to do what she wants. Now, you could probably convince her out of it, and maybe that's what she's asking. Should I convince her? Well, and and, and again, Todd and I, there is no way I'm going to say yes or no to this question because I don't know what this thing is. What what my thing is is about relationships. Yeah. And I think the what kind of relationship you want to have with your daughter before she goes off to do something like this is that you trust her, yeah. that you know that she's very wise and that she's steadfast in herself and that she has a good intuition and a good gut instinct. Mm-hmm. And what I um, – and the reason you're telling her that is in the case 
that something doesn't feel right to her while she's there, she can get, she out, can of get out of it. But what if she feels like she has to prove to you mm-hmm. that it was not what you thought it was? Right. And that instead of sending her off with fear, mm-hmm. you send her off with a sense of empowerment. Yeah. Because then she can walk away. How would you it, do that? What, what language would you use? Um, well, the, the language that uh, my I'm, friend... I'm going to be the 18-year-old daughter. You be the mom. You all right with that? Oh, you want to role play? Yeah. Sure. Uh, what do you think, Ma? I think I'm going to go away for 10 days to do this silent retreat. You know what? It sounds really interesting, and I really understand why you want to do this, especially because you've had the headaches that you've had, and you know, you're know you 18, you're an adult, and you want to try something new. In my experience, when you don't pay for something mm-hmm. because this is free, a lot of times it doesn't give you exactly what they're saying they're going to give you because there's no way that they could run a program without any money. But... It sounds like your friend really liked it. And it sounds like they this may be something I don't know at all. And I know that you are a really smart girl. And I know that if something didn't feel right for you, that you'd get out of there. And I know that if you needed help or support, you know that I'm there for you. And, you know, I can't wait to hear what your experience is. It's pretty good, sweetie. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. The language that I really... You're welcome. The language that I really love that my friend Annie gave to me, and I use it in different ways with my daughters already, is stay awake. If your children are going out to a party, and they're going to go to the party, mm-hmm. okay? So we can be all like helicoptery if we want to, but our kids are going to figure out ways to do things that we may not totally approve of. Yeah. My comment to them is stay awake. Go and see what you need to see, because obviously I can't control what you're doing right now. But while you're there, keep keep your heart open. Yep. Know yourself. Trust your own gut instincts. If something doesn't feel right, get the hell out of there. Because that's what we want to offer our children. That's what we want to give even our adult children. You know, stay awake. So I'm sorry to this lady who wrote it. I don't know if this program, I've never heard of anything like, I've heard of a Vipassana retreats because mm-hmm. usually they're silent. Yeah. Um, I may not be saying that exactly right, but they, I've heard of them. I've never heard of one that doesn't cost anything, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know, but that's the conversation I would have with my daughter. Sweetie, nice job. Um, I'm going to do a really quick, if I can find it on my board here. There it is. Tournament of bad. Tournament of bad. Tournament of bad. Um, so you and I went to a doctor's appointment with our daughter. And I don't think we have to share what it was oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. But I have always been really bugged by the amount of waiting that happens at doctor's offices. Uh-huh. Now, I will say that this lady was, the, this doctor lady was nice and she did apologize. Yes. Which is really all I've ever asked. And I think this might be the second entry of the exact same topic into the Tournament of Bad. Okay. Tournament of Bad is basically something that just bugs me. Um, but I feel like technology has come long, far enough for us to be able to, so basically what I'm saying is I, the tournament of bad entry is waiting at doctor's offices because their time is so much more valuable than our time. So I feel like there's a system that can very easily be set up saying where they text you and say, just so you know, we're about 35 minutes behind schedule or something like that. But that, how come that hasn't happened yet? That that should be very easy. So what I could do, and I think what I might do, is call the doctor's office, say, "Hey, I have a one o'clock appointment with my daughter in a few hours. Are you guys on schedule?" And but I don't think they can answer that question two hours out. Well, then, because what if the person who comes before us? There's a problem with the system then. Well, yes and no. I totally hear you because I was just as annoyed that day. So I'm not saying you're because we. I mean, that was like a two hour. She was in the office with us for what? The doctor was in the office with us seven minutes. Seven minutes. (laughs) How long were we there for? Before we went in, about 45 minutes, and then while we sat in the room for another 20. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, that, it was. We were all kind of having fun with how crazy it was. And, I'm just, and I just need to express some gratitude because I know that there's a lot of parents, some friends of ours, that spend a lot of time at doctor's offices. I know, offices. and that's what I kept I, – well, I didn't keep saying, but I mentioned to Tade, one of my girlfriends, like, has to take her child to, like, appointments every week. Yes. And, and- my, my mom and dad, like, my dad – he has all these doctor's appointments every week and they have to do that. Like, because as we were sitting in the doctor's office, you and I had the awareness of how happy we are yeah. that 
this is not a place that we really want to come to often. Well, this is an exception to our daily lives where it's the norm for many others. Yes. And so with that said, you know, we're not trying to be non- No, I'm not in a position to even judge doctor's offices because I'm lucky enough to not have to go over there very often. But your point is well taken. Like what if, because what we kept saying is in this, our hospital in town is so amazing Mm -hmm. and there's like a Starbucks in there and there's a whatever. What if you just like, you know, kind of like at a restaurant? Yeah. Buzzer. Give me a buzzer. Anyways. um, So that's it. Our last partner Sweetie is Avid Company, painting and remodeling throughout Chicagoland area, 630-956-1800. We don't have any iTunes reviews, unfortunately. Even though um, the other day, the other day uh, I pulled up iTunes for JC. Yeah. And I, of course, have to check the podcast to see how we're doing. And out of Kids and Family podcasts, we were number seven. Ooh. So the reason I say that is because that has a lot to do with our reviews. So if we get more reviews and we can, and we're not always up that, you know, if our show, if our show is just on, then it's pretty high. Right. But, you know, you guys know how that works. And don't forget about your book, sweetie, uh, Living What You Want, Living What You Want Your Kids to Learn. You know what's, what's, no, 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 no. Turn that song off. Oh, sorry. I want you to end oh. with a uh, a Taylor Swift song. Which one? Oh, you know what? You're not going to be able to pull it up. Oh, because she's not on? Well, you could go to YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't uh, stream. What do you got? So the reason I want Todd to end with a Taylor Swift song is because in Chicago this weekend at Soldier Field, Taylor, Taylor Swift had two shows. Will you give me the name of it just so I can pull it up? Uh, you, what song? Yeah. Um, why don't you pull up, um, what was my favorite? Uh, pull up Bad Blood. Bad Blood is not my favorite Taylor song, but it was amazing uh, that night. Anyway, I took my girls um, to the show on Saturday night, at, left Tony Robbins and went to Taylor Swift, who was another inspirational person, and just saw such Let's a... Let's find an easier way to shop. Sorry, advertisement. Let's do an upgrade with the Are we going to keep appliance. this in? Yeah. How about I do that? There okay. we go. And we are going to... Uh, and we... I forgot my train of thought. What was I saying? Oh, it was so amazing. And she talked about outstanding. The girls loved it. And I loved it. And Todd, this whole video, like, takes forever to get through. Oh, sorry. This is what you call not good production values. This one. This one. There you go. And talk about somebody who has chosen to be outstanding in her life. Because we were talking about how Tony Robbins talked about being outstanding. She's obviously had issues, things to deal with. Her mom is sick right now. Did you know that? Her mom was diagnosed with cancer. She's, you know, had a lot. She has a lot of haters, as people would say. And this is a woman who knows who she is. And she knows what she's good at. And regardless of how you feel about this album, which is amazing to me, she is also a role model for me of living your truth, owning your business, speaking your mind, being who you are, helping people. That's right. She helps so many people. Make a move. Make a move. Make your move. Make All right. So thank you, Taylor Swift, and thank you to all you crazies and parenting listeners. We love you. We love you. Thank you. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Adios. Fix bullet holes You say sorry just for show If you live like that You live with ghosts